What to do when you work for a boss who is lower than you on the consciousness cone. Greater than prevention is better than cure. Greater than greater than Chris anti-guru guru walker. A person who is below you on the consciousness cone and yet has to work with or live with you will vacillates between infatuation and resentment. Understanding this puts much of life into perspective and prevents plenty of anxiety. Let's put this in a clearer perspective. The world does not work with consciousness. It works with authority and power. When that power authority contradicts nature there is a fight on our hands. Nature always wins. However, when you are vulnerable to a person who has more authority than you, a boss for example, or a partner, it can be extremely stressful. It can be extremely stressful if you don't see it with clarity. Unbeknown to the person who has the lowest consciousness, they are looking up at you. They don't know that because if they are in a position of authority they must get you to do what they must get you to do. So for them it feels like they dominate. For them it feels like they have authority. But the reality is they will vacillate between infatuation and resentment over you. There are two choices in this scenario. The first is to surrender your consciousness and go down to their level and react which is called stress and anxiety. The second choice is to stay conscious and manage upwards by managing consciousness downwards. Managing consciousness downwards is a vastly different experience to going down and operating at the consciousness of an authority figure. If you go down to the consciousness of an authority figure every time you get approval they will vacillate across to the other side and give you rejection. It will be a game of table tennis. When you do something good they will find something bad when you do something bad they will find something good. That is the definition of the lower consciousness. But you don't have to go down to their level to manage them. The lower down a person is on the consciousness cone the more righteous they become. And that righteousness is usually overtly expressed. That means they try to dominate or lead by telling everybody that they are right and everybody else is probably wrong. The lower down this becomes on the consciousness cone all the way down to got to, the more critical this person will become. What they don't know is that they are vacillating between infatuation and resentment of you. Because nothing is ever missing it just changes form, we to have lower consciousness within our being. We don't escape lower consciousness we just evolve. Our lower consciousness is always there available to step in when there is an emergency. And so comes the proverb prevention is better than cure. Because if you are not reinforcing the work you have done to rise into a state of higher consciousness, you will, by default, gravitate down to the lowest. It may make it clearer if I take this conversation away from the workplace and out into the world. A terrorist is a person of very very low consciousness. They are extremely polarized. They believe they are right and the world is wrong. This person wants to assert their authority on the world because they think the world is wrong. They too are going through infatuation and resentment. And internally there is one viewpoint and externally or expressed, there is another viewpoint. Those that control this terrorist must indoctrinate this individual terrorist daily to make sure their external viewpoint remains steadfast irrespective of what's going on internally. And it's just like a terrorist boss. Their boss must continually threaten them with all sorts of consequences if they don't get the job done in order to keep them in the lower state of consciousness and polarity. The way we manage upward to a boss who has lower consciousness than us is to listen to them carefully. When you hear their polarity, the extreme viewpoint that they hold, and because you know that they are very righteous in that position, you must repeat back to them what they have said so they feel heard. That is the first and most important step dealing with a terrorist boss. The second step is to have listened to their language and see which word on the consciousness cone they repeat frequently. If for example, they say should a lot, then you go one step higher and say need to. So you say, so we need to do this this and this. Which makes them feel heard but you've also lifted the conversation one rung. It is then your opportunity. The third step then is to help them see balance. Now you don't go too far all you need to do is help them see some small element of balance. Remembering that a person had got to, 
a corporate terrorist, is seeing you all the work you do in a ratio of 7 to 1. All you have to do to raise them and lead them from behind is to raise their ratio to 6 to 1. Don't try to fully balance them. And of course the entire time you must see what they are talking about is both right and wrong. In other words you must be in perfect balance at a ratio of 1 to 1. Speaking about this on a blog is very easy. Intellectualizing this idea for some people is very clear. But if you arrive at work out of balance and having had a domestic challenge in the morning or not feeling 100%, in other words you have not done your homework and are not turning up to work inspired, it will be impossible for you to do anything else but react. React means go down to the level of consciousness of your boss. So what practices do you do in the morning to bring you to work in an inspired state? I have been working on myself in human development and evolution for nearly 45 years. Each morning it takes me around 20 minutes to become fully engaged at an inspired level. This process is far faster than it ever was before. This is a highly sophisticated distillation of the process of becoming inspired and turning up in the morning in a conscious state. I think it is very important for all of us to turn up in a conscious state because it builds a trust and those that follow us are highly impacted by it if we are selfish we will say what will feel good this morning. If we don't care about consciousness and changing the world one heart at a time we will wake up in the days already running at 100 kilometers per hour. But I doubt that anybody listening to this blog or podcast would be one of those people because you are committed to the degree that you are listening or reading this blog and therefore you understand the importance of human consciousness to your future and the future of those you lead. If you are at all confused as to what is 20 minutes in the morning involves to get you into an inspired state of mind, to help you turn up at work consciously and so you can prevent terrorism infecting you, then please ask in your next coaching session. How would you know if you are in a state of higher consciousness and therefore turning up in life? The answer is a four-point checklist. Gratitude, presence, certainty and love. You may even choose to substitute the acronym GIVE. Gratitude, inspiration, vision, enthusiasm. When I take people to the Himalayas there is always a chance of people going into a state of lower consciousness due to the physical and biological challenges of the environment. How do I know if I am dealing with somebody who has altitude sickness? The first thing I look for is attitude sickness. Attitude sickness is the lack of gratitude, the lack of inspiration, the lack of any form of appetite to achieve their vision, and the loss of enthusiasm. These signs are really easy to detect. Much easier than waiting for the more advanced signs of altitude sickness. And so you can use these for not as targets but as the focus of your morning practice, that 20 minutes did you spend preparing yourself to turn up in an office or a business where the consciousness of the people around you will be from higher to lower than you. If you find yourself lacking gratitude, inspiration, vision or enthusiasm you know that you have slumped into a state of lower consciousness. I started this article talking about prevention is better than cure. And there is no greater example of this than a person who is experiencing a day of stress or anxiety. Stress and anxiety can be prevented but once they are upon you recovering from them takes a long time so the cure for stress and anxiety is going to be a very expensive process especially time-wise. Imagine if you did not get stressed or have anxiety in your life at all. Firstly, many of the disputes and complications in your personal life would evaporate and the kids would feel safe. You do know of course that when you are stressed or have anxiety and you come inside the house your children think they are causing it. They also know that you, while you have stress and anxiety, don't feel love for them. Now that might feel awful to hear. But a stressed person who is also anxiety about the future, is down at the bottom of the consciousness cone where communication is very physical. We replace love that is unconditional with the touch of a hand. So the kids feel it. You might say I love my children and I love my partner and I love my family. But if you are too lazy to do your morning practice, then your love is written in stone. It won't be felt. 
That is a selfish love because it may be true but you are expecting the world to feel it through the midst of your fog of self-imposed anxiety and stress. If this is the case it may be time to switch out whatever you feel your mornings with to a practice of turning up and becoming conscious early day. Many people start to think about their personal spiritual practice halfway through the day because they start to feel the tiredness and the emotion of a stressful day. But it is too late. Once the mind has started to churn, any hope of bringing it back to a state of consciousness is lost. It will take hours or alcohol to do it. So at 3 o'clock in the afternoon or somewhere around that time you will find me on my bike turbo doing my daily HIIT training. But in the morning you will find me celebrating and working on my consciousness. As mentioned earlier if you are confused as to what to do for 20 minutes in the morning to consolidate your consciousness for the entire day then please ask in your next coaching session. That's the end of this episode. Live with spirit, Chris.